Thank you everyone for listening in. Uh, Welcome to another episode of the Centurion Leadership Battalion podcast. As you can obviously tell from the intro, uh, we're sort of going on to a, a new season. And whether you want to call it year two or chapter two or season two, that's up to the audience. But there's a lot of changes. Obviously, one of them is Elena's um, off uh, having her baby, and she has successfully done that. Um, it's been a few weeks uh, since I've recorded a podcast. Um, in those few weeks, I've done a lot of reassessment, um, reassessment of what we've done for the podcast, reassessment of the episodes and listening in. And I've taken a step back and decided that I need to um, look at this as more of an educational piece. Um, I need to give the audience more of a background of what great leadership has been for the last 2,000 years. I need to dive less into what I'm dealing with personally and what I'm dealing with uh, in my work life and personal life in um, and use things from the past or the present to help guide those who are in need now. I would say for me as a leader, was something that I've changing and I think it's important that we all go through this as leaders is sometimes things happen that open our eyes. These things for me happen in April of this year being 2022 where a few things happen. Um, you know, I started driving the box truck into work so people didn't see my car or know whether I was in the office or not when it came to, to Milledgeville. And it opened my eyes up to seeing a lot of different things that were going on, not only based on the leadership that was myself and my father, but based on the leadership of the individuals that were, are running the organization or are involved in the organization and in leadership positions in an organization with tons of employees and how we deal with crisis and things like that. So I would say there's a difference in who I am. Uh, there's a difference in who I'm as a leader and the purpose of this podcast was to grow everyone and help everyone and give back but in actuality the person that I think it's grown the most is myself and so as we go into this second season of the the podcast and um, released I know it's been years in the planning and COVID messed things up and it's kind of interesting to see that whole scenario now based on that Deborah and I were quarantined how many months ago, three, four months ago in Mexico, and now no one even knows what COVID is and barely wears a mask. So like these are the leadership decisions that we make that have huge impacts on society and have huge impacts and were they worth it? I don't know. We're going to have to find out, but they were leadership decisions. So what I'm going to try to do is bring calmness to leadership um, and take a step back from the aggressive leadership that sort of has been displayed on this podcast or in my emotions because I am trying to build something. I am in the middle of the fire and I think it comes out a lot in the podcast as, oh my gosh, leadership is like this. It's not. It's actually enjoyable and every human is born with leadership like from day one. Like your soul, you want to lead no matter what you are, you're, you're given a calling or a purpose, um, no matter what, I truly believe that. And it all has to do with leading in that area. And so we're all leaders. Um, so taking a step back, um, we're going to talk today about the first pillar of leadership 
And so sticking with education and sticking with some of the stuff that I'm doing on social media and everyone can see I'm starting to clean up my social media as well and starting to get more in tune with the message so I can deliver more content and less distractions. I want everyone to learn from what I'm learning from and I want to learn from you guys in the audience and the questions and the feedback and even the harsh criticisms have helped me grow. And with taking a pause, with Elena being out, I've been able to really just, I don't know, meditate, focus, listen back on all the episodes as I can, um, whether I'm driving in a car or between phone calls or um, working instead of listening to music in the yard. You know, Deborah's been traveling, so I've been able to listen to these podcasts again and listen to where maybe... I did make a mistake, or maybe I didn't give the greatest advice because it was advice for what I was dealing with in the moment, but in its entirety to an audience, I need to relook at that. So those are some of the things I think we can just go through and clarify. I believe most of it's sound advice, but I think it needs to be clarified. It needs to be extended, particularly stuff on servant leadership and particularly things on bullying in the workplace and corporate sabotage and entitlement what happens when employees get entitled so these are all the things that I think we need to discuss and I think as leaders we can go in with one leadership style and then have to adjust our leadership styles depending on our environment and we need to discuss those too I feel like we want to as humans be good leaders and we want to be the best we can be and we want to find a purpose and we want to have something greater than what we're doing now in this world and the world after so if we're going to want that we need to develop that leadership skill and then develop whatever other skills we're good at because we can have multiple superpowers we all know that so today we're going to start with the pillars of leadership obviously it's in the title of the podcast but the first thing i believe that is essential okay so what I'm doing in these pillars of leadership and why it's taken me a while to really grasp it and why I've released social media postings on it. If everyone wants to go back and look at it, they can at Justin Bizarro. And you can see it throughout some of the other social media. Is that we have the opportunity to build upon things from different religions and different histories and different cultures to understand leadership holistically and what ties those things together. And if you read between the lines, or what I'm also saying is find the patterns throughout history and in humanness. Also with our relationship with the animal kingdom, which we're going to talk a lot more about that and the story of Noah and the importance of that and Noah's ark and sort of what we're missing in our leadership in society and our environment as humans and with great responsibility with great power comes great responsibility well yes we have great responsibility but how are we looking at it how do we lead in our everyday life that actually impacts the world and influences the world around us that's very important so that being said the very first pillar i i, I can't even it's whether we're human it doesn't matter what religion it is. It doesn't matter where you live in the world. 
education is the most important foundation of being a human in this world and contributing to the world, also known as leading in any form or fashion in this world, leading yourself in any form or fashion in the world, or leading others in any form or fashion. So I don't mean education only in its formal sense. There's education in that I get to learn from people. In the business world, they talk about listening and listen, listen, listen. Okay, this is something that I did really well for many, many years. And over the last few years, something else we'll talk about is when your business sort of goes in this weird survival modes for some reason, what happens to the culture? And I want to talk about this through the podcast also because this is one of the, the things and revelations that have come through just taking a step back and taking a breather off a of recording for a few weeks. So that being said, education comes from reading books. It comes from listening to podcasts. It can come from listening to books. I think reading them is better. I think we don't want to lose the art form of reading out of a book with pages. Physically seeing the tangible page turn and understanding the accomplishment of reading. But it's also important that we understand that education is about experience, exposure, and failure. Okay? The thing that we don't talk about enough is that we have to create environments where people can fail safely. Schools. I was fortunate enough to go to a school from 7th grade to 12th grade called the Height School. It was a Catholic Christian school, but it was all boys. And in the foundation of it, yes, is Christian values and core values and morality and ethics, of course. But what the thing that was most important to me is that compared to other boys' schools, compared to other schools that I had been to, there was this essence of letting boys be boys and letting us learn and grow as humans, okay? And one of the things is, is I'm sure many of the wives that came that are married to Heights men would say that, wow, they're really independent men, and it really takes them learning the hard way. But it's the environment we were in the hard way is often lead the way that sticks. And those that learn the hard way often learn the most, the fastest, because they're willing to learn from their own mistakes. Okay? So, while yes, you want to learn from other people's mistakes, and I try to do the best at that too, I understand that I have to learn from my own, and I better learn quickly. Okay? So, education is part of that foundation. Getting that safety, educating myself being in those environments where I can educate myself and learn that it's okay to fail and educate myself from it. That's really important. So how do I fail? How do I create environments for my kids? How do I create environments for the people that work with me? Like I said, most companies call them employees. I think they're actually teammates and team members. Okay. So how do you do it? And most people in the organizations I'm with probably wouldn't agree with me on this right now, but they are your teammates and team members. And so that being said, how do you lift up your teammates and team members? Okay. Is that education? Okay. That problem with that is, is when I, people hear this sometimes they're like, Oh, I'm going to educate people. And then they start talking at people talking with information. That's just not how you do it. What did I say? People sometimes have to learn from their own mistakes. So 
educating people is often a guidance and letting people make mistakes and sort of making small corrections along the way, even though you're so smart because you've been through it. You could be like, oh, I know. Let me educate everyone by how much I know. Well, then you're robbing everyone else from learning. And so there's this balance when you become the teacher or you yourself are the teacher and the student because you're trying to teach yourself and be a student of what you're teaching because you're reading the books, you're going out there trying to get the information for yourself. You have to balance all of this. Because what will happen is you don't want to do too much teaching to yourself or teaching to others and you and not enough listening and absorbing and educating. Because no matter what, I think, in my opinion, now in life, and I may be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that me being educated is about growing those around me. It's not necessarily about me preaching it to everyone forcefully. Okay, and here's what I mean. It means that I am prepared and I'm educating myself on many different things always. It means that from that education, I may be only to get morsels, but I don't know what morsel I'm going to be able to grab 20, 30 years from now. Because I got to tell you guys, things I learned from playing soccer overseas as a kid in Europe or going to South America as a kid or traveling and playing soccer in different countries and meeting different people, some of those things are still true today that I learned in leadership from the coaches I played over those, from being an American trying to play soccer somewhere else. And while it wasn't much, it is different. And, you know, America on a world stage, we still struggle in that sport. 300 million people, we should probably do a better job. But... It's just the way it is. Are we getting better? Yes. But here's my point. My point is this. It's constantly not knowing what you're educating yourself on now that you're going to need later, especially to help other humans grow. Because human growth, I talk about a lot during the podcast. We talk about a lot in different ways. But the human growth aspect and foundation lies and intelligence, which is the ability to change your own mind and grow our own mind, which is the ability to educate ourselves and have the drive for us to be educated. You know, it's like kids go to school. I don't want to go to school. Well, we're, you don't want to learn. And that's the real issue there. It's not like parents are, oh, you go to school because I say so. Okay, well, okay, that's power and you're being positional and you're telling your kid to go to school and they're not grasping that the education piece is very, very important to their future in the way that you're delivering it. Because if they did, truly, truly, truly did, like I wish I had, and it took me a long, it took me a while before I did. It took me going to the heights before I really loved education and learning the information because they taught me a way and took me a way to take notes and almost make my mind photographic and develop it beyond it was where I can remember things by taking notes and and stuff in a way that's just amazing, especially history and learning Latin and Greek and learning to see the Bible in, in different languages and what words actually mean. For example, love means four different things in Greek. You know, there's four different words and types of love in ancient Greek and the Greek language because I can't possibly love Doritos, I recently heard, as much as I love 
my wife, or my kids, or in my case, Deborah and my stepkids. So I appreciate everyone. I know some of these episodes are coming out um, a little delayed. Um, as you guys will see them, I've had to do some editing and without Elena around to do the editing in the front and back cuts and me re-recording an intro and outro. It's just taking me a while to, I've recorded the episodes and then I've had to go back in and edit them and cut them in myself and produce them myself uh, without Elena around. So um, I'm actually enjoying it. It's one of those things where my creative enjoyment of doing this podcast i've always enjoyed doing them and found purpose in them but i it's risen to a new level i think everyone can probably hear it in my voice but being able to do it myself again get back to the roots um really take a step back in my life also as a leader in my own businesses uh with the business i'm involved in and just look at it like okay we might stand a chance and you know if we actually can lead and the right people are in the right leadership positions and we start to look at this organization differently and get rid of the, the, the individuals that happen to be causing damage or sabotage or um, bullying or, you know, unfortunately in areas like Georgia, we still suffer from, you know, people that are suspicious about leadership because of years and years of generation of people that um, took advantage of them in leadership positions or in positional leadership positions are leaders who took their positional powers to an extent that was abusive or took advantage of or um, exploited and I think a lot of things we need to talk about is you know what happens and you know when we become accustomed to being exploited after generations and what does that do to the businesses and the leaders that come in there or and the managers that you bring in there what kind of managers are you bringing into those situations and is it getting better or worse so you know there's a lot that as justin bizarro um justin ryan bizarro in my growth and my transition into a new human um i think everyone's going to see a lot of that um you know it often gets worse before it gets better uh but you know at this point I know that my purpose is to try to align this this burning desire to speak and to be a businessman and an entrepreneur and grow humans and the podcast to something that's more serving and more giving to the world around me and the people around me and less about, you know, let's do this and how do we do this and let's listen to this or else we're screwed type of mentality and and while that's never been my intent I think sometimes it can come off that way so education in our youth as parents as leaders we have to make sure we're creating those environments and doing so we can make anything possible we've got to get rid of our own fears and allow education to become the motivator to become the inspirer the dreamer you know, we're sending thousands of satellites into space right now. I mean, I followed on Instagram. I love NASA. Like, where are we going? Because one of the things I truly believe is that history repeats itself. And in history repeating itself, what is our responsibility for the animals and the plan, plants on this planet? And what are the importance of people like Richard Branson, 
you know, who are creating space programs or Elon Musk, who's creating SpaceX or electric cars that can work in space without any fuel that don't need oxygen to burn fuel. Like, it's one thing to say we should save the environment. Okay, we need to save this planet. But we also need to think about as humans, we're going to outgrow it. And we need an exodus. And that's history repeating itself or a story repeating itself from the past. And in doing so, how do we protect the animals and plants that are on it and let them grow and evolve and do whatever they need to do here to survive with humans or not with humans left behind? And what do we take with us to create a new civilization and a new world in that? Because these histories repeat themselves and we're looking at problems that we actually solve ourselves. And when it comes to questions today that we ask ourselves about sexuality or or preference or the way that we eat and getting nutrients and substance you know these things have been debated thousands of years and while yes we are more intelligent and able to change our minds more i would think as humans now based on the amount of information and internet out there we don't often educate ourselves enough on things that are outside our comfort And so this is part of this educational step is, okay, I believe in this as a Christian, but do I actually go understand what the Muslims believe? Do I understand what Judaism believes? And I'm not saying that that doesn't still make Justin a Christian believer and follower of Christ. But what it does mean is I have a greater understanding of what my, my core values of and how they relate to the world. Hinduism, Buddhism you name it, any religion, because I have an understanding that no matter what religion is, there's an underlying pattern of human growth and education. Why? Because it's what we're meant to do. We're meant to procreate, reproduce, and make sure and educate the next generation that they're better off than we are. Why? Initially, it was for survival. Okay, up until, you know, 1940s, guys, children died pretty often in families, and we had multiple families and there wasn't as much family control with conception and that's not saying it's bad or good right now in this argument it's just saying that it's a choice that we get to make and each human if we truly believe gets a choice and that's okay what they choose and as long as we're choosing human growth in our choices also as our purpose because the next generation is more important and we're diversifying not only our food and the animals we eat but the people we expose ourselves to and I mean people by humans and the animals we expose ourselves to and the nature of the countries, the cultures, the traditions, the businesses, the neighborhoods and we get out of our bubbles and we go actually expose ourselves uncomfortably to the world that's the education and exposure is one of the pillars of leadership that we're going to talk about but in this case in what i'm talking about here and i'm getting all fired up again i I was like i'm not going to do this is um education you want to be better you don't need a degree. I have them. I went and got them. I went and got a master's degree. I love it. It's been of huge value to me because one of the things it gave me is it gave me education on an international level around the world. And it put me in a room with a lot of top people from top companies around the world. You know, 40 different countries represented amongst 139 students from 
five universities from five different countries across four continents, I believe. So that being said, how do we educate ourselves every day? How are we learning every day? What is that we're doing? And getting it off of social media and and influential people and impactful people is hugely important, but it's the, the influential and impactful people we choose. Are they personally developing us? Are they helping us? Are they developing our leadership for ourselves and our family? Are they making us the CEO of our own lives? Those are questions amongst the educational path that we need to ask ourselves. We want to ask ourselves. I say needs probably the wrong world. We want, I'm trying to be, not say need. I don't want to pressure people or make people feel bad or excluded. We want to do this because I don't know how you gain I personally, my opinion is I don't know how we gain excellence if we don't pursue leadership. We don't pursue spreading goodness. We don't per- pursue spreading that all humans deserve a chance. We don't, that all humans are leaders and that all humans can be educated in some way. And yes, we're going to be stuck in our ways and we all have our lenses that we look through based on our past. But we can change our present and our future by learning to change our own lenses and wear a new pair of glasses that we get to build ourselves. So we can take off the past lenses by educating ourselves more and seeing different perspective. If I'm Republican in the United States, I know we have an international audience. See what the Democrats have to say. For me... I try to form my own ideas by doing research, not only based on the here and now and what the issues are now, but I think we are going to want to pick leaders based on what we also know from history and the leaders that have served us, not only in the United States, but everywhere. What defined a great leader? Were they a great leader? Do we consider them a great leader today? We need to educate, and if they aren't, educate ourselves so we can be better because these are examples of leaders that are leading the world. So if we want to do it better, we're going to have to do it better ourselves because the leaders in history that we label as leaders that may not be leaders because they did certain things that we morally and ethically no longer agree to while they were leaders of their time, they don't actually lead in today's era even though they were leaders there. So we need to extrapolate what made them good leaders outside those moral and ethical dilemmas of the times that they were in and say okay they were great leaders but they didn't take these steps so what are those steps and how do we become great leaders from their good qualities and then the steps they didn't take how do we make it better ourselves because we stand a chance and that's the education but we have to do it ourselves and telling other people to do it and having higher ideals for other others while we don't live by that example is wrong and in the case that, I, that we're here and I see here in some of my organizations is we've been around for a lot of years. And then all of a sudden we have a leadership problem and we introduce core values into something and, and something that's never had core values. And it causes a lot of disruption and uncomfortability and anger and people pointing out because we, we introduced it and it doesn't go with what's done before because you don't have moral and ethicals to start to step on to build something because you just introduced them. Okay, so this is what I'm saying. So in that education I just gave you, in the education that we're talking about here, is who am I? 
I'm educating myself. Like, what are my core values? What does the business I represent have? Am I building a business that represents my core values? Because I can tell you that even as me and doing this, I have a huge gap between what my core values are and what I'm trying to move the businesses in and what I believe they should have and where we should be morally and ethically versus what's been traditionally and where everyone else is comfortable in other than me as a visionary leader. And it sucks more than anyone could ever imagine. But it's worth it as a leader because I don't know how you find purpose otherwise. And when leadership, human growth, and trying to create a better life and financial life for those around you, because that's one of the ways that they can, you know, live by example is showing it in that way. Like they're, you know, you work hard, you live by good leadership, you're awarded, your businesses do well. Okay. And when companies go under or companies are doing badly, believe me, I can tell you firsthand right now it's because there's a leadership problem. It's the whole reason the Centurion Leadership Battalion started in the first place is because I identified leadership problems. If for me, it was like, how do we grow a company and scale a company and grow from medium to huge without leaders? And the resistance to that because we're such an old company has been unbelievable but it's not anyone's fault but the leadership in the first place because one of the things as visionary leaders that we forget is we get so caught up in the now and we need to educate ourselves on this because everything tells us this including the bible is that if we're so so focused on the outcome right now we forget why we're doing it because the outcome becomes so important that we get some reward right now, some instant gratification right now. We're forgetting what the impact of that outcome is over the long run. And is it actually beneficial in the long run? Did I actually do something for my kid that benefited me or her now? But does it actually benefit her, him, them now or later? That's the thing. Am I building something that they can use as a tool later on in life? I find Deborah does an amazing job at this of thinking what the long-term impact is of something she does and says. Most people don't live in that space. If you're listening to this podcast, you're probably a person. Well, I know you're a person. We are people that are into personal development and growing and obviously growing in leadership in particularly. So we're, we're educating ourselves from here. So sometimes, even in this podcast, we have to recognize that who is our audience and who are we speaking to? In this podcast case, it's actually people who want to grow. That's you guys in the audience that want to be better humans, that want to take leadership positions in life, not because they've been appointed them or not because they're positional, because they've earned them. And again, that comes for education, and it's not because you want to be a know-it-all or the smartest person in the room. You want to be able to have the database of information in your mind to provide solutions and solve problems to anyone throughout your life. Your kids, how do you build a good legacy? Have really good solutions and not have them based on fear. Have them based on actual education and not only of yourself and what you're afraid of, 
because in nature that's why it happened we need to keep the next generation surviving and like i said up until how many years ago we didn't have this so now as this generation we've sort of lost track of how to really build our legacies because they're almost cemented they're guaranteed because our kids are probably going to live but in doing so we forget the part of the leaders of tomorrow we become so focused on spending time with them now and oh my mom doesn't like me or i don't think susie really likes me as her mom and i don't know what i did and i don't think she thinks that i'm a good mom it's true like that stuff happens and i i really have empathy for those things because it sucks but it's in the now if you want it to be different in the future then now is the time to do it differently and so that's part of this education is the education of understanding when's the best time to plant a tree 20 years ago when's the best time to plant a tree secondly now now so if you're going to do it and you're going to make an impact and you're going to be a leader which we all are and not doing recklessly we need to educate ourselves on how it's been done properly how it's been done wrongly whether different types of leadership strategies john maxwell's leadership book has lots of different um what i would call leadership um explanations and styles that come from an individual which is positional power or you know earn power for example which is not the right word that he uses but it's basically earned and then there's you know where I learned about suspicious leadership and, and people who are suspicious of leaders and people that are also exploitive leaders. These are all things that come out of it. And we might have characteristics of all those type of leaders. And just because we have a characteristic and exploited doesn't mean we're exploitive. But if we have tendencies in there, we need to educate ourselves on what the other leadership styles are and start to practice those so we can bring them into our life and choose what we want to be. I don't think we can just have one. I think that we can have a combination based on our personality and it's easier to categorize us than it's not to categorize us, but it's also easier to strip us of everything, give us no categorization, which is not exactly correct either because we are individuals and we all add different assets to our communities and our environment and our businesses and the world around us. And happiness and pursuit of this comes from wanting purity in our life. And you know what i mean by purity and it's a better word than happiness happiness seems like this is something we get and we get little dopamine hits of it but if we're searching for purity we're searching for excellence which is the long-term happiness we gain by growth and knowing that we're improving because that little bit of improvement that lasts a lifetime every day i'm improving every day i'm completing my little tests every day versus needing a big dopamine spike needing a big post to get a thousand likes you know because it feels good and getting our reward that way it's great but what we're really talking about here is the reward for doing it the right thing or trying to do the right thing and if you do it every day you're in a constant state of what i would call pursuit of happiness because you're in a happiness state because you're seeking purity which is excellence which is growing to the best version of myself and I don't mean that we should judgmental of other people for being imperfect or not perfect or say that, oh my God, I hate myself, I'm not perfect. That's not what I'm saying. Okay, I'm not talking about perfection in that way. I'm talking about excellence and being the best version of ourselves, which is we're not going to conquer everything, but we can certainly not stand still. That's mediocrity. 
So thank you everyone for listening in. Again, thank you for your patience. Um, I'm sorry about the few weeks that we've had between podcasts. I do look forward to what this season brings and how the guests come on. We have a lot of guests lined up and books for the fall. We have stuff throughout the summer that'll be kind of interesting on the Pillars of Leadership. This is the first episode. Uh, I finally catch up on a lot of the movies and stuff we're supposed to do as part of our educational experience for family night. So all that stuff will start coming out. But like I said, it took taking a step back. It took heating a reset, looking at the intro and outros differently, and rebuilding this podcast for season two to be more impactful and influential in a positive way um, and representing leaders in a better way. And demonstrating that you can grow because I went back and listened to myself reflected um, reflected on my leadership lessons and, and read a few more books in the meantime and over the last few weeks because I've had a lot of time on my hands based on um, just traveling like in an airplane over you know because I've had to um, for work so I read when I fly and the rest of the time if I'm busy working or I'm doing whatever any chance that I'm like even in the kitchen a lot now here at Future Responders because I'm working on a project that's just, I'm so hands-on and exhausted I barely have time to record, which is interesting because we're doing a relaunch and I feel calmness amongst not having much time right now um, because I'm busy and I feel like we might actually, you know, turn a quarter here, but I do also know it gets worse before it gets better. So um, either way, my goal here is to pass on what I'm learning growing we make a lot of mistakes as leaders but again if we go back to that education we educate ourselves we learn from it we reflect and leave the past in the past and make the present a new tree that we're growing for a new future that better version of ourselves every time we're on to something so thank you everyone for listening and thank you for your support i really love you guys and i can't wait to uh hear more from you guys and please continue to submit your questions i promise We'll get through them, and I'll get through them as I do the podcast. I saw they almost started coming in as we stopped recording and releasing the last couple weeks. So um, that's interesting. So I see that you guys are missing us a little bit. So we'll continue to do that. Thank you guys for everything, and uh, have a good week and a positive week. And be influential and impactful in positive leadership ways. Adios. Adios.